Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to A Few Things with Claire and Erica, brought to you by me, Claire. And I'm Erica. <laughs> Just trying to switch up our intro yeah. a little bit because we're so great at it. <laughs> um, this is a podcast where we tell you about all of the things that we have discovered that we are really in love with and want to tell you about. And it is an extension of our newsletter that we send every Monday called 10 Things that you can sign up for on our website, ofakind.com. Lots going on. Nailed it. That was Let's just just replay that intro every time. Every time. time. Yeah, exactly. And we have on a very special guest, Joanna Goddard. We are so excited that she's here. Um, Joanna is the mind and the voice and the brains behind the blog Cup of Joe, which is... If you're on the internet, you probably know it. Exactly. I mean, I I knew it way before I knew Joanna. That is for sure. And I remember the first time we just like did something with you. I can't even remember what it was. It was something really small. And my husband came home from work and he was like, all the girls at work think you're so cool. Cause they saw you on. Cup they of think Joe. you're famous. And I was like, really? That's what I had to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing lifestyle blog that about fashion, beauty, life, dating, love, now babies. Cause you have them. relationships. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just, it's a force and I think it's, um, it's so impressive. So you guys, that's so nice. <laughs> I want to hear what made you start cup of Joe. Um, well, I was actually coming out of a relationship that was on again, off again for about four or five years. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we were breaking up and I knew I just, wanted a distraction from that, from like heartbreak, but also like getting back into the relationship. Um, so, so yeah, I just started it on the side and it kept me from calling him at night or eating a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I love that story because I was getting out of a relationship when we started of a kind and it was definitely related where I was like, I can have the strength to do this really scary thing because I have this other thing that's going to take my focus off it and make it less scary. I have something to put my energy into. Exactly. Yeah. So, and my brother had set up the blog years before when nobody had a blog. I mean, I started it in January of 2007. No one really had a blog. Oh yeah. Yeah. There were a couple, I mean, design sponge, apartment therapy, 
but it wasn't like everybody had a blog and brands definitely didn't have them. But my brother was a kind of a computer geek and he set it up one time we were hanging out at my dad's house. He's like, you should start a blog. You should name it cup of Joe. That would be hilarious. Like coffee. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's a good idea. So he came up with the name originally he came up way with the before. Name. That's yeah, so funny. Like years yeah. before. And I think 2005. And then I did nothing with it until I needed it. And then it was just supposed to be a fun side project just to keep my mind off this guy. What, at what point did it stop being a side project and become a business to you? Well, I had a full-time job at the time, so I would do it on nights and weekends. It was just a fun distraction, like I said, and like, just a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after a while, I was working at Glamour doing a blog for them about relationships and dating. And Cup of Joe was growing at the same time. And it, at one point, I just kind of realized it makes sense to just focus on that full time, mm-hmm. both financially and, you know, just time wise, what I was interested in doing. So, so you um, recognize so yeah, the opportunity to make money from it. Yeah. At that point, it was really slow growing just because the internet at that point, it still is. It's like the wild west. You know, yeah. you just kind of figure it out as you go. Yeah. Revenue streams are always changing. It's right. still changing all the time. You just have to like how it looked two years ago, four years ago, six years ago, totally different. So, um, at the time I just had really small tile banner ads from small Mm -hmm. businesses and that's, that's how we did it. But at that point it it was growing enough so that that was enough at least to leave my full-time job. It's one of the things that I respect so much and I'm so about you and I'm so impressed about you is that about with you is that you come from this really authentic place. You do, it's clearly that you're doing it because you love it. But I also know just from reading about it and looking at it, that it's a serious business. You're making money doing it. And that's amazing and really awesome. I think. Yeah. Thanks. It's crazy. Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, it looks so easy. How come it takes so much time? (laughs) Like, why am I working at night and often on the weekends? But, um, but yeah, I mean, it should look easy. It's supposed yeah. to look easy and and relaxed. But yeah, it doesn't mean that it is. It's definitely a ton of work. Even I don't always understand how, though, but it is. How do you think about your audience <laughs> now that it's grown in the way that it has? You mean who my reader is? Yeah, like how do you... Yes, who your reader is, yeah. Um, that, I think, has slightly changed as the blog has changed and I've gotten older. When I first started, um, I was coming out of this relationship and quite quickly afterward met... Alex, who's now my husband. Mm-hmm. And so I was first writing about like, Oh, I'm this guy's moving in with me. How crazy is my new roommate and things like that. And then he proposed and I was planning my wedding. And so I think my reader then was also in that life phase where she's maybe like pre-engaged or just got engaged and is kind of figuring that out. And then, um, you know, now I have two children. And so I write a lot about motherhood as well as, you know, fashion, beauty and all those other topics. But I think, probably I'm, I'm guessing my reader has grown with me. It seems to be from the comments. I mean, you mm-hmm. never really know. Um, I mean, you can look at analytics, but you never really know. But I think of my reader as just similar to me. I mean, I, I love our readers. I'm always blown away. I have to say by how smart our reader is. Like mm-hmm. when we write about something that I think might be like a little envelope pushy or that maybe only I'm interested in. And, and then we get the most amazing, insightful comments and really smart, like, Recently, I did a post, like, what was the most beautiful thing you've ever read? It was based mm-hmm. on a Reddit feed, and I listed a couple things I liked. And I was telling Caroline, who works with me, I was like, I wonder if we'll get 
you know, 13 comments or something, you know, people yeah. aren't going to really remember what they've read and the teenage soul. Yeah. And I was like, you never know. I mean, I knew our readers probably, I know they're big readers, but it's yeah. like how many people have a thing that yeah. they remember reading. It got like 700 comments wow. plus like 800 comments plus amazing passages, like really incredible stuff. And it, that always happens when I was like, our reader is so smart. But I do think when I'm getting stuck sometimes and thinking like feeling like I'm losing my voice, um, in the site or forgetting who the reader is. I try to think of like my sister or core group of friends. Sometimes I'll even like write down a list of names. I'm like, okay, I'll just write to those people and then it'll come across as, as like true. That's such a really really good ex. I was like, I should do that. Yeah. That feels like a very authentic way to bring it back. Yeah. Back to like a good, yeah. You're actually picturing people. Cause I think sometimes you can get lost and just be writing this demographic audience. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can start sounding just not like your real voice or yeah, very I canned. Yeah. yeah, Eric and I, we still do say that, you know, our voice is the same voice that we use to email each other you yeah, know, right. since forever ago. And, but I, I've never thought about doing it that way. It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, one, okay. So this question that I, I've just been dying to talk about in general and is timely is you have this business completely based on your life, right? And you know, a lot of the, not all of the content, but a big chunk of the content is, you know, what's happening in your life with your it's family. rooted there. Yeah. yeah. And we have a similar thing with 10 things, right? Where we, every week we send out a list of things we discovered recently that we love, which makes it really hard to ever feel like you're off the clock <laughs> yeah. because even when you're on vacation and sometimes, especially when you're on vacation and they're like, okay, I saw this cool thing in that store. Got to jot it down. Oh, that meal was amazing. Got to jot it down. Well, we were, I was, we were both on vacation yeah. last week and my husband was saying, we went to this really amazing shake place in Palm Springs. And Thomas was like, well, is this going to make 10 things? And I was like, no, because I already have another Palm Springs thing for 10 things. And <laughs> I can only really combine two different Palm Springs things in one bullet. And he's like, yeah. where are these rules coming from? And I was like, this is how I feel about yeah. this thing that we've made. I don't know. Well, speaking of rules, this was a big thing where we have never skipped a week of 10 things since we started doing it in 2012. I mean, we did it on our honeymoons. We did it um, when, you know, over the holidays and we've just always done it. And last week we both took vacations at the same time. And part of the reason we did that was because we said, if we both take vacations at the same time, we might actually get to take true vacations. We can really turn this thing off for a minute. Because if one person is working, you're kind of checking in, you know, you know, they might need your help on something or an answer. And we said, we're going to take true vacations where we're both off at the same time. And the big question is, are we still going to do 10 things? And we made the decision not to, because we didn't want that pressure while we were on vacation. And so um, I now have that question for you is like, you've been doing this for way longer than we have. And in a much different sort of more all encompassing way than 10 things, how do you sort of turn it off or do you? Yeah. Um, it's a great question. I mean, I, make a point to leave my phone at home a lot when I'm out with my family or if it's just me and the boys, Mm -hmm. because so I I know myself and if I just check email and something stressful, it'll just Mm -hmm. get in my head. And so I often leave it behind, even if there are Instagrammable moments or whatever. That's what kills me. I'll just be like, I just, I just won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, that's worth it to me to give that up and then have some time just completely like alone without even reaching for my pocket or like feeling my phone in my pocket. But, um, but I have to say, I really love my job, especially, I mean, with any job, you know, there are ups and downs, but especially right now, I'm, I'm really enjoying it so much that it is hard to turn off just cause I also really like it. And yeah. like my husband, he's a great <laughs> relaxer. He's very good at just chilling out. He's much mm-hmm. more low key than I am. And, um, and he'll tease me about it. He's like, trying to teach me how to relax. I can be like, <laughs> just look at the water. Just don't think of anything. And it's really hard for me to do. Um, 
I, and a few years ago, I saw this New Yorker comic and it was this guy with a laptop on a beach and he was turning to his wife and he's like, I'm not a workaholic. I just work to relax. And like, I kind of feel like that. Like, it is fun for me, but I definitely don't always, you know, I am always looking at, like you guys are always looking for 10 things. Like mm-hmm. if we're at dinner with friends, you know, it's always a little bit in the back of my mind, like, oh, that's interesting. That would be a good post. Like, yeah, exactly. we should talk to you about that. Yeah. Which I did to you the other night when we were at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know it's true. And it, it's, it's just, I mean, it's like you said, it's, you do it cause you love it and you love your job. And then there are those moments where you it's just, much. yeah, you want to just enjoy something without making sure you jot it down to put it on the internet. Totally. 100%. Yeah. I go back and forth about that all the time. Yeah. It's hard. But then, but then, you know, you leave your phone at home and you're like, well, I, if I had had my phone to take a picture of that thing, it would have been so perfect. (laughs) These are the, these are the issues. It's hard to figure out. How do you think about the mix of content on the site right now? Um, when you're thinking about various categories that you cover, you know, from beauty to design, to food, to parenting. So I've been finding out lately that there's all these jobs associated with snacks that I didn't know about. And I'm so upset about curator, snack curator. There's some people on Instagram who are just like snack dealers on the black market. It is astounding. And you, you did look like offended (laughs) in the same way that you look offended when Roxanne Gay gets sent. Like it's like that level of like the audacity of these people to have this job that I'm so qualified for. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, that's why we're really excited about today's sponsor. Oh my gosh, you know we love a snack. You know we love a snack, and there is no better internet snack purveyor than Thrive Market. No ma'am. Whenever you search for some obscure snack to see if it's available on the internet, if it's like reasonably healthy, it's usually on Thrive Market. That's right. So Thrive Market is an online marketplace on a mission to make healthy living easy and affordable for everyone. They offer the highest quality, healthy, and sustainable products available for every budget, lifestyle, and geography. Join Thrive and unlock endless savings. You can shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. Higher standards are their higher power. Shopping at Thrive Market means supporting a select group of brands that make the world a better place. They sell non-GMO food, snacks, vitamins, supplements, personal care products, or eco-friendly cleaning supplies, safe and non-toxic beauty products, keeps on going on each product page you can see things like while you love it price comparisons to retail nutritional ingredients etc many of the product pages even include the brand's background story and why the product is safe for a family why not choose a few must-try products and do price comparisons at retail that can be super powerful keep in mind that thrive markets prices are already 25 to 50 percent off and now they're giving you an extra 25 percent off your first order plus a free 30-day trial Many of you will be making the grocery one this week, so why not give Thrive Market a try and shop at www.thrivemarket.com slash a few things. That's www.thrivemarket.com slash a few things. I mean, I definitely make a conscious effort not to veer too much toward motherhood. I try mm-hmm. not to because that's obviously such a huge part of my life mm-hmm. and everything kind of relates back to that for me. But, um, but I want to make sure the site is interesting to people who don't have kids or, um, don't want kids or haven't had kids yet. So I generally try to think of it as motherhood on Mondays, fashion and beauty, and a bit of design on Tuesdays, food and drink on Wednesdays, relationships on Thursdays and link list on Fridays. And we're flexible with it, but that's generally how we, we think of the buckets. And so tends to work out. Yeah. Smart. Are the, what are the posts that you th- that for you personally have felt the most successful? Well, there there are quite a few. I mean, in terms of motherhood, um, when I had my 
with both children actually, but when I had my first child, Toby, um, about eight months in, I like was just hit out of nowhere with like a massive wave of postpartum depression. It was literally just getting like, hit with a Mack truck and it was really, really intense and disorienting. And I didn't know it was postpartum depression. I just thought it was like my life and everything was crumbling down around me. Cause that's what depression is. You mm-hmm, don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's depression itself. Um, and it was horrible and like, I, I like brings tears to my eyes to think about it, honestly, but I ended up writing about it a year after it had happened. And obviously I was out the other end and, um, that poster I was really nervous to write. I remember the night I was supposed to post, I had teased it the week before and then it was supposed to go up on a Monday and I was like waiting and waiting and waiting. And my husband got home from work and I'm like, take a look at it. I don't want to do it anymore. It's a mistake. And finally it was like 1154 or something. It went <laughs> up like the very last minute of the day. Um, but the comments came rolling in and it, it was definitely the most rewarding post I've ever done. I'm so glad I did it. And so many other people related to it, whether they've been through postpartum issues or, um, just, just have separate kinds of depressions, but that was a really meaningful one for me. And, um, apart from that, like, um, I wrote about having a boy, like initially when mm-hmm. I found out I was pregnant with a boy, I was disappointed. It was my first child. I, I just always expected having a girl. Um, and, I just felt a little disappointed and guilty about feeling disappointed. And then once he was born, I was just like, I also tear up about this. I was like so madly in love. And so I wrote a post about that, just like how, how wonderful it was to have a boy, like for anybody who had those same nerves about it. And, um, that was a really great one in my mind for, you know, feeling authentic to me. Well, I know, I mean, you also have such an amazing and engaged commenter community that I think you can really see the impact that you're making and the way that people are connecting with the things that you're writing. And I'm sure that those two posts you would get, yeah, just such a good feeling once you put them out there. And reading people's like kind of twists on it or Mm -hmm. like other stories, it's been really helpful back to hear things. And then yeah, it's really interesting. And then also just funny ones. Like we wrote about like, do, did you really have sex on your wedding night? Or, um, <laughs> like the beauty uniform series that we do yes, talking to women yeah. about their beauty routines. Yeah. So, um, I yeah. think I remember, I mean, I've, I've read all of the ones that you just referred to, but I especially remember the postpartum one and I've dealt with depression and the thing that always frustrated me so much, especially when I was dealing with it was that nobody talked about it that much. Nobody talks about it openly. It's not really treated like other illnesses. And I think now, like in the last year specifically, that's changed a lot just with the sort of online discourse. But I remember when you wrote about it, it was not the case. And for me, it was just like this huge weight lifted of, yeah, it's totally normal. It's normal. And a lot of people have it. And I was so happy. I'm going to like tear up because I, I always had a really emotional reaction. Anyone who's been depressed can relate to it. And I just, I thought that it was so wonderful of you to sort of, you know, be early to that and say, you know, no, not everybody's talking about their personal experiences with depression, but I'm going to be open with it. And I remember reading the commenting section too, and it was just this overwhelming outpouring of support and people saying me too, and having the same reaction I did where they were like, thank you for talking about this. I feel so much less alone. And, you know, maybe the next time you or anybody else, you know, experiences another bout of depression, there's a little bit of comfort there knowing how many other people have dealt with it. Yeah, it was, that there it is was such phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, and I was really nervous to post it in part because I was thinking if people are reading my site for advice or for tips on, you know, shopping tips, like whatever kind of tips and motherhood tips, and then they read this, like, are they just not going to follow me anymore because, oh, she's such it's a mess. Bad. Why would I follow somebody like that? Oh. Um, like she can't keep herself together or whatever. Right. I, I had that fear before I put the post up and it was totally the opposite. And I felt the same way, like reading the comments, it normalized even 
like to me my own experience yeah. like it just makes you real it's yeah. you're a real authentic yeah. person yeah. yeah and hearing yeah everybody goes through it and all mm-hmm. these awesome commenters have been through the same thing and yeah. or something similar and yeah it was really buoying yeah that's so great well thank you so much for coming joanna this was awesome and i could go on for another hour and i feel like we have so many super fans um yeah. of of oh, you and your work <laughs> who listen to this yes. and who are of a kind fans that are going to be psyched that so you were on psyched. i know maybe thank we can have so a chapter much. two at some point yeah. thank, thank you so much for having me to talk about yeah it was really it was really great it was a thrill that's the show This has been a production of Dear Media. You can listen to us wherever podcasts are found, like Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. And hey, leave us a review. Follow us at Of A Kind on Instagram and Twitter and like our Facebook page. If you have ideas or requests for the show, email them to a few things at ofakind.com. To advertise on our podcast, that's advertising at ofakind.com. Our intro music is Butterfield East, is performed and written by the Soulful Saints.